0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the 14th chapter of Shabbat. This chapter, The structure of this chapter is very interesting and not necessarily obvious because it, it begins with hunting and wounding on Shabbat, hunting animals, actually uh, creepy crawlies and wounding them on Shabbat and whether that's permitted. And then as we begin the second Mishnah, which is where we're starting today, we move into preparing salty liquid. Now, Kahati points out That the connection between hunting animals and preparing salty liquid may be to do with curing hides. And I want to remind you, as we've reminded ourselves a few times before, of the taxonomy of the Avmalachot, the archetypal types of work on Shabbat, which is presented in the seventh chapter. And you remember when we looked at the seventh chapter, we found a whole group of activities that begin with sewing and then end up with baking. A whole group of activities that begin with shearing wool and end up with sewing, and then the third group of activities begins with hunting a deer and slaughtering it, and then curing its hide and making leather in order to write two letters. Hunting seems to be connected to curing hide, and sure enough, the cha- chapter fourteen of our mishnah of shabbat begins with hunting an animal and then goes on to preparing salty liquids and we will see a bit later in the chapter that the chapter closes with preparing medicines so we seem to be in the realm of if you like preparing chemicals on shabbat and the mishnah opens ein osin hilmi for shabbat now what is hilmi hilmi seems to be some kind of strong, salty mixture, brine, you'd call it, that you'd use for pickling. And we're not going to... In principle, you can pickle on Shabbat, certainly if you start pickling before Shabbat. But the rabbis will not let us do this on Shabbat. It it looks as if we're doing uh, basically weekday work on Shabbat. So we're not going to prepare the Hilmi on Shabbat. But aval... What if you just need a little bit of salt water to eat? And the Mishnah says, You can prepare a bit of salt water and dip your bread into it, or put it into a cooked dish. And Rabbi Yossi objects. He says, look, if we're making a bit of salt water to, to dip our bread into, it's a bit like dipping bread into vinegar. hu Hilmi, aren't we making that Hilmi? Bain maroube, bain maat, whether it's much or little, and he wants to do it a different way. But Eilu, hey, this is how you should do salt water on Shabbat. This is the permitted salt water. No ten shemen batrila. Put in the the oil first. Put the oil in the water first before you put in the salt, or put the oil into the salt itself, and then your um you you're not making pickling brine the 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 oil has got some kind of mollifying effect on the salt we find the same thing by the way when we're using salad dressing that the oil cuts the effect of the salt somewhat or well, they cut each other anyway and then you don't feed, then you're not really making hill meat. and by the way the halakha does not not go according to rabbi yosi the halakha we follow is that we, we we're not going to make we're not going to pickle a on Shabbat, but you can certainly, we can certainly put water into uh wa- put salt into water and dip our bread into it. Now the Mishnah is going to ease now from briny liquids to other kind of mes- medicinal liquids. And just to prepare us for that, I just wanted to bring you a couple of halachot from the Rambam, from the Mishneh Torah, the second chapter of the Mishneh Torah, in Hilchot Shabbat. And the Mishnah is now going to bring some restrictions on making medicines on Shabbat. The rabbis are worried that we're going to grind on Shabbat. And if we grind on Shabbat to make medicine, we're going to break Shabbat. But the Rambam emphasizes, and this is the halakha, that this is only for medicine which is effectively uh, optional. When we're dealing with medicine where um uh, human life is in danger, we do break Shabbat. And this is really what he says. The Sabbath is set aside where human life is in danger. And for someone who's dangerous for, for someone who's dangerously ill, everything may be done on the Shabbat. Rofe Uman shell otomakom on the at the bidding of a local physician of the uman a, a, a craftsman so we follow the direction of a physician on shabbat and then he follows this up with an extraordinary statement <laughs> when we do these things <laughs> we don't perform mm, them with non-jews or minors or servants or women lest they consider the sat the shabbat a light matter but but the leaders of Israel and their sages should take the lead in breaking Shabbat for the sake of someone who's dangerously ill. So that's the halacha for Safek Nefashot. The Mishnah, of course, the Mishnah, however, is going to get into issues where we're not dealing with Safek with, with Nefashot. We're dealing with mine. Seems to be dealing with minor elements and sort of folk remedies. And it explains. Enochlim We don't eat. Ezovina is a hyssop. We don't eat hyssop on Shabbat. because it's not the kind of food that healthy people eat. It's obviously, it's obviously some kind of diuretic. et yozer He can eat polytricon. This is um, I'm using Jastro's translation here, and you can find on Wikipedia that, that, that this seems to have medicinal properties. And drink Eupatorium perfoliatum, That's another translation from Jastro. Seems to be something called bone set, and seems to have medicine, medicinal properties. And the Mishnah goes on to say. Kol A person can eat any kind of food as medicine. So these are kind of normal foods. These aren't foods that are obviously not the foods of healthy people like the hyssop. But any normal food that people drink or eat, you can eat, take as medicine. And and drink any liquid. Except for a few things that seem to be marked out as medicines. Chutz, mi made a kalim, water of palm trees, vekosi karim, a potion of roots, mi pansha hen lro cause for jaundice it's very obvious if someone's got jaundice because his his um the word eurouroka means green because his face his face doesn't look the right color, but um the Mishnah goes on even though we we um make this 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 prohibition um avalhu. Aval who made a Oh, you or st- we can still drink water of palm trees for thirst. and rub oneself with oil of roots for medicine. And then the Mishnah is going to go on to say, "Look, someone anxious about his teeth hen et Now we're going back to the brine, right? So we can see in the last mishnah of this chapter, we're going back to the brine, the hilmi that we started with. Someone anxious about his teeth, loig mabahen et chomet shouldn't sip vinegar through them. But just like the dipping of the bread in the salt water, aval you know this Mishnah is parallel to the set the, the missioner we began with. Aval Mutabelhu he can just dip his bread in it in the normal way. For If he's cured, he's cured. So we're, we're kind of curing by the by, really, in these situations. Someone anxious about his hips isn't going to rub them with wine or vinegar, but he can anoint them with oil. Not rose oil. Why not rose oil? Well, the Mishnah explains: children of children of kings anoint their wounds with rose oil, and because it's that their normal practice to do it even on a, on a weekday. And Rabbi Shimon comes in. This is the last words of the chapter. His the, the final word on healing on Shabbat. Rabbi Omer Kol Yisrael b'nei melachim hem. All children are all the all Israel are the children of kings, and indeed, um, the Rambam concludes his commentary of this chapter by saying that the halacha is called according to Rabbi Shimon. Although he qualifies it by saying, "Look, you know, don't do this except somewhere where people make frequent use of um, rose oil," but. It's very striking that the Mishnah conclude this chapter of the Mishnah concludes, and the Rambam sort of draws out as halacha, Kol Yisrael bnei Melachim hem. All of Israel are considered to be the children of kings. I.e., we don't make social distinctions between different kinds of people when we make halacha. Halacha applies to everybody equally. It doesn't apply differently to different people of different social status. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.